Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Commented Podcast, where we talk about movies, music, oops, <laughs> <laughs> movies, music, my phone just dropping, Um, Disney, we talk about the stars, our lives, living lives as 20-somethings in 2021. I'm Tori. I'm Marin. I'm Nia. And I'm Decoria. And today we're being going back. We have um, we're kind of going back to a little old school, doing something we haven't done in a while, and that is a movie review. Um, this week's episode will be on the 2021 um, Netflix exclusive South Korean movie Space Sweepers. Enter in galactic music here. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day we'll do that. Like I'll just like have, have like sound effects in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, y'all cool. like. Uh, do you, I watch Jesus and Mero's podcast, and they have like a soundboard where they literally press the board <laughs> whenever they. Oh want. yeah, I've seen those before. <laughs> yeah, it's super cool. So, well, if you like this podcast and share it more, and we can get advertisers, maybe we'll do that. We'll have a more <laughs> a more fancy setup. Um, so for those of you who don't know, Space Sweepers is starring um Song Joong Ki, Kim Tae Ri, Jin Sung Kyu, um Yoo Hyun, and Park Yerin. Um, the movie is it's two it's twenty ninety two and space is littered with floating satellites and desert space and deserted spaceships. The crew of the junk collector shipped the Victory travels throughout space looking for sellable garbage with heavy competition from other junk collector ships. Uh, speed is the key to besting their rivals from other nations when they discover the humanoid robot named Dorothy, a known weapon of mass destruction. A risky business deal follows. Um, also, I'd like you to know that the native title for this is Sungriho, but it's also known as Lightning Ship, Lightning Arc, Spaceship Victory, Victory <laughs> Ship, Sungriho, <laughs> Bongyo, <laughs> and the Victory. I don't know why it has so many different other titles besides <laughs> the one that it was given but um yeah this is um i don't think we get a lot of sci-fi um shows in south korea yeah so isn't this like the first movie like the I first think, space opera movie or whatever i think so let me search in this little database i mean we've gotten like monster movies yeah. but not like a space mm-hmm. movie yeah, yeah like from what i've heard like from like korean youtubers and stuff this is like the first space like opera space western that they've ever had in south korea wow. like they've made so yeah i figured because i was like i've i've never ever seen a movie space based yep. same yeah korean from south korea. Korea. yeah same I was like, why um, am I getting different vibes from this? And, I, and then I popped in my head like, wow, I've never seen this before. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. We've, this is kind of a first ride for a lot of people. Um, I saw a lot of my uh, moots watching this. And they're like, it was really enjoyable. We really enjoyed it. And I watched it. First of all, the movie is two hours, 16 minutes long. I wasn't yeah, you can feel those two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel them two hours. But over and all, I enjoyed the movie. What about you guys? I did too. I thought it was um I thought it was really good. What about you, Nia? For me for me, it was fun to look at. Like it's a fun movie, but like mm-hmm. I feel like I've seen it like twenty times. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't anything really new for me because I've seen a lot of like the American space, Odyssey space theme, Star Wars, Elysium, stuff like that. So mm-hmm. 
I kind of was just like the plot was like very cliche, but it was really like pretty to look at. I can say that. Like the CGI and stuff was good. The acting was pretty good. It's a typical space western. It's like yeah. yep. There's nothing really new about the plot. You know, humanity's on the brink of death. We got a big villain who thinks he's God. We have a crew with a spaceship that does not work. I don't know why that is a trope. That really did. Yeah, that me. really is a trope. <laughs> Guardians of the like, Galaxy, all of them, just all of them. <laughs> why does the spaceship not work? Why can't they have a working spaceship? We spent so much of time of this movie almost dying because they had a broke ass car, <laughs> 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 right? Um, yeah. but yeah. I, so, oh. oh, go ahead, Nia. Oh, Who's okay. That? Yeah, sorry. Um. I, I liked it too. I wasn't going to say much innovate <laughs> something new oh, no, or groundbreaking, right. but I, I liked it too. Um, I was, when I was watching it, I was, um, what do you calling it? What do you call it? Like where I was getting reminded of other movies and I would mm-hmm. sort of say it out loud. Like, Oh, this reminds me of, I was getting a lot of Snowpiercer vibes and that kind of is the class, um, class. Yes. Yeah. What do you call it? Class difference. Classes, um, classes, classism, yeah. uh, all the Marxism t- <laughs> keywords. <laughs> I was definitely feeling that when watching this movie. Yeah, yeah. I think that is a because of the way South Korea is operated as a country. Um, it's a very prominent theme in a lot of their movies. The difference between the poor and the rich, and you know Class how consciousness. lives. Yeah, the lives of poor people was, are always um, you know seen yeah secondary, right. It was also giving me very much environmental global warming messages just straight into my yes. face. Like, which isn't bad, <laughs> but um, y'all better protect the earth now because look at it. <laughs> look at her. Right. <laughs> so our movie kind of starts at a very weird place. I'm trying to, now my memory is flickering, but y'all have to help me. It starts off with him bringing rice to a debt collector. Yeah. Is that where it starts? Yeah, he's selling rice yeah. um, mm-hmm. in exchange for like clearance of his debt or money. Like, I think he yes. was like, just give me cash. But the guy was like, you owe debt, so I'm just taking it. Right. And so they kind of just drop you into this world. They kind of give you a little explanation. It's 2092. Earth is garbage. We've, you know, we have nowhere to go up but space. You know, living in the orbit around Earth. But still ciphering Earth um, for all of its human resources, like most colonizers do. So we, the character's name is Teho. Um, mm-hmm. So Junki's character's name is Teho. So Teho sells this rice. We we get the very quick that homeboy is broke, like broke, broke. He ain't yeah. got no money. He is dealing with loan sharks, all this stuff. I do commend this movie on doing the multilingual thing without it being weird. Yeah, that I, was, I, yeah, yeah. I feel like when we watch Snowpiercer and other movies that try to do this like cross continental language thing, it's always weird because there's no real like explanation why everybody is speaking in different languages but they can understand each yeah. other you know what i'm saying right like there'll be like weird scenes in k-dramas where the korean actors are definitely speaking korean and the english actors are speaking english but they are having conversations you know what i'm saying but it's obvious here that everybody has in these like translators in their ear and it's very it is not just english to korean which i also also appreciate there's like french and german and other languages so 
I think probably that was probably one of the most diverse films I've ever seen, honestly. The right. diverse cast yeah, same. and languages. It was a very, very um, diverse cast, and I appreciate that. Um, so, Teho is looking for... We come to find out that Teho is looking for a girl, or his daughter, we assume, or a daughter or sister of somebody named Suni, who is gone, or dead, or something like that. They take him to a morgue, uh, they show him the, the body of a child, and he's like, I told you it wasn't her, but, you know, you're still looking for her. And so then, we go up into space where we meet the space sweepers but before we do that we meet our main um genius of the century who's 152 years old named (laughs) sullivan and sullivan is the genius who has created uts which is this company that has created this kind of like suspended spaceship when i saw that i was like i was like Like okay that's different yeah. Yeah. That's Yeah, yes, I um, think it's it's also interesting that even if this movie um does play into all the space western tropes. Yeah. It does give us a little something new cuz I don't think I've ever seen like us just living in the orbit of Earth. Yeah, I've never seen that actually. Like a little bubble. Right. <laughs> Where it's um the new Eden. Yeah, <laughs> a new Eden. <laughs> a new Eden. But um so UTS is basically um, the place where I guess the rich people or the chosen people live there with Sullivan. He's talking to these reporters, and then one of the reporters was like, "Hey, but we're having a humanitarian crisis on Earth. Like, you're trying to get everybody to go move to Mars, but what about Earth? You can't just let Earth die." And Sullivan was just like, "Well, yes, we're doing our best, or we're trying, or some other bullshit." And so then we get to meet the space sweepers, and the space sweepers are people who go and collect junk from space like um old ships old satellites and they get paid for it and so our um team our little found family on the spaceship victory are known for stealing everybody's stuff and making money (laughs) even though they're in an enormous amount of debt (laughs) so um we get this scene where they're kind of they introduce them teho is the uh driver of the ship Kim Terry plays the captain, Jung, and then we have Parkshi, who is our mechanic, who was also a drug dealer, but we'll get to that. And then we have our robot named Bubs. Um, so they get this new ship. They're, they go back to the waste management, try to get money, but they end up hitting an antenna on the way there and puts <laughs> them in more debt. So they didn't really more make debt. no money whatsoever capitalism at its best (laughs) and then they um they're repairing their ship and they oh while Teho is at the waste management office there is a notice that goes out that says the black foxes a terrorism group has kidnapped a hydrogen bomb in the shape of a android child named Dorothy and so they're looking for information about the black foxes and dorothy this hydrogen bomb of mass destruction and so of course the spaceship that our team just collected has dorothy in it (laughs) um um but her name is also 
kutnim. I think kut mm-hmm. means like flower. I think that's the translation for it. I have to say it in Korean. But her um, but her name is Dorothy, and they bring her on the ship, and they realize that this is this hydrogen bomb, and they all freak out. That scene was hilarious to me. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. this poor little child. I'm shutting her out of all their rooms. I was like, oh. <laughs> Right. Everybody was afraid of her because, you know, a hydrogen bomb is mass destruction. But all these grown-ups yeah. just running from her was hilarious. But, of course, she's, you know, harmless at the, in this point in moment. Every time she tries to sneeze and everybody just having a conniption because they think she's going to blow up. But because our good spaceship is in hella debt, they decide that they're going to exchange her for money. Which, I mean, if I thought she was a hydrogen bomb and I was in debt... I would too. <laughs> like, there was no thinking put in this plan at all. They didn't even think about uh, the fact they, that they could they, be killed. Nothing. <laughs> it was I don't know who they really thought they were plan. dealing with. I <laughs> like so you didn't think like somebody would try to plan. take you out. <laughs> <laughs> you would think. Also, it's kind of interesting because you would think with the lives that they lived previously, that they would have more mm-hmm. forefront to dealing with you know big brother and like these dangerous people yeah. but that was a kind of a lack in the plot i guess the money was really blinding them <laughs> the idea of being yes. to uh getting two million dollars right also two million dollars i was like that's not a lot not enough money <laughs> right don't y'all have like sixteen thousand dollars worth of debt <laughs> right and i was like it, inflation's got to be crazy by 2090 something y'all need definitely at least 50 million like i don't know how much the average spaceship parts cost but you the spaceship victory was on her last legs <laughs> like her very <laughs> right <last. laughs> all right so they come up with this plan that they're going to meet um kang hyun woo who is played by one of my favorite men kim woo Yeon. It was a damn cameo. He was not in this movie enough for me. I saw him. I was like, oh! I literally screamed, Opa. That was like one of the. <laughs> I was like, I haven't seen him in forever. He was in one of my favorite series on OCN. Um, mm-hmm. But it was like a, a cringe moment for me. But I was just like, oh, I miss him. I need to see more of him. So, um, but he plays Dorothy's dad. And we assume Dorothy's maker because we are assuming she's a a hydrogen bomb android and so they meet at this club where everybody's wearing masquerade masks mask mask oh <laughs> masquerade mask that was so wrong <laughs> okay um but yeah so they're trying to meet him they're going to exchange for the two million but of course dorothy slips out of these uh the watch of her cap her traitors not captors her the crew and she's like walking through the crowd and then the crowd realizes oh there's a child here oh it's a hydrogen bomb all hell breaks loose and then you know the policing i guess the police force of this um um uts or whatever new society we're living in comes and just start shooting people they just shoot all the bullets i was like First of all, they done shot so many goddamn bullets. I don't know how there was more dead bodies in the scene. That's what I was thinking. I was like, in a crowded space, we're just gonna shoot like that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, this this future, even though the themes are about creating this perfect society, I was like, this is giving very dystopia. This is giving, yeah, like dictatorship gone wild. Like no. Yeah, 
And so they're the police basically says, uh, kill the people and get ready to get Dorothy's body. And I'm sitting here like, well, damn. Um, but y'all should have saw that coming. And so the plan goes completely haywire. The plan goes completely haywire and they get back to the ship. The ship is damn near broke. Um, and so they get back to the ship and they decide, I think this is when they decide to go to the ship repair place, the factory. Is that correct? I think um, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's when they go to the factory. And then somewhere in between the factory scenes, we also get, um, well, let's say the stories. Captain Jong is watching, Captain Jong and the robot bubs are not at the scene. It's only Park Shi and Teho who are at the scene with Dorothy. And so they bring Dorothy back. But while they were there, Captain Jong realizes something. She sees something in the fight. If you watch closely during that fight, the shots that were fired at mm-hmm. Dorothy when she was close to Teho and Park Shi were not hitting them. It just yeah. got like dispersed. And so this is like the first time we kind of see that, ooh, Dorothy might be something more than a hydrogen bomb. And so they're at the factory other space sweepers are there they're repairing their ship um all of a sudden their plant that was very much dead in the beginning of this movie is now alive it's a tomato vine it's growing tomatoes and nobody talks about how it's growing tomatoes like nobody mentions right. that oh, why is this plant suddenly living like we're just like oh cool the plant's living all right cool so we're gonna take the tomatoes and make money which is fine but I was just like, is nobody going to talk about how it's suddenly living? Because we saw a scene before they left to the club to exchange Dorothy for the money that Dorothy was looking at the plant and the plant started growing. Mm-hmm. So we kind of get the feeling that we're a little in over our heads, but of course we are all money hungry. So we're all money hungry so we're definitely going to set up another drop off for Dorothy so during this time at the factory Dorothy gets really close to the crew um we get to learn more backstory about Teho we learned that he was a child soldier that um while he was a child soldier um he was on a mission they had to kill all these people for some reason and one of the people there was a child and he was supposed to send the child back to earth but instead of doing that he ended up just taking the child into his home and raising her and that child is Sunni. and so because he was raising Sunni, it's against protocol and so they basically fired him from being like this number one top ace captain commander he gets demoted back down to earth and um he has no money so he's trying to make money to feed Sunni and all of that and one day while they're at a gambling den, Suni um, goes outside. And when she goes outside, um, a piece of trash crashes back, crashes into this block that they're on. And when that happens, everybody goes inside and they shut the doors because it changes, I guess, like the the atmosphere or whatever and everything is sucked mm-hmm. into space. And so this happens, I guess, often because after this happens um he goes to a search and rescue place where they will search for your loved ones like their dead bodies i'm assuming right they weren't really clear I, about yeah um, if I was they about that. if you live or die like even though we yeah. found out by the end it's like why would you get why would you charge people that much just to find the bot like 
like I'm not trying to say people wouldn't pay that money for their b- loved ones' bodies, but it's like the idea. It felt like at the time that they were implying that she would be alive. Right. That's what I thought too. I don't know. I was very confused. Yeah, the the movie doesn't do good at explaining <laughs> like what he he's looking for Suni. He's looking for yeah. her body, and the people tell him one, um, you have charges on your account. And so, because you're a criminal, you have to pay in cash. And then two, you don't have enough money. Three, you have three years to come pay for it, or she's going to leave orbit. And so, that's why Teho is so pressed for cash, and why he's constantly wanting to exchange Dorothy for money. But they don't explain to you if Suni's going to be dead, or if he can revive her. Because age also works differently in this story, but we'll get to that. Because they didn't explain that shit to the very end either. <laughs> um, so while they're at the factory, um, we kind of... Dorothy almost gets kidnapped by the other space sweepers. And so we, at first, thinking, oh, these are people who want to steal her. What I was thinking was these are people who want to kidnap her and get money for them. Same. Come to find out that they're the Black Foxes now. Here's the thing. We had known the Black Foxes as a terrorism organization, right? Mm -hmm. So when they had that fight scene in the pipes or whatever, I was sitting here like, how are y'all going to be a terrorist organization and y'all can't fight? (laughs) (laughs) Like, they got, they got them, they got their butts rocked. I was like, wait a second. But then the scene continues and they explain to you that the Black Foxes are not a terrorist organization. They're an environmentalist organization that has been turned into a terrorist organization by Sullivan and UTS. Makes Thank God, because now. the only black character that was in that story, I was like, please don't make him the villain. Can we <laughs> Can we not make him the villain? Um, but thank God he wasn't the ultimate villain. He's just, uh, you know, part of the crew. And so also during this time at the factory, we get another scene of Sullivan at UTS. Y'all remember that reporter that was like demanding answers about the humanitarian crisis of the state of earth. He brings that person back and we basically get to see that Sullivan is a goddamn psychopath um, who they didn't explain his sickness either. No, That was really weird because when he gets angry, his like the veins in his face turn black and his voice changes. Yeah. I'm it's giving me demonic energy, but this is right. sci-fi story. <laughs> but I'm guessing he's the oldest person alive. He's 152. He doesn't look 152. Um, but he talks. He the the reporter was actually a black fox, and he um basically threatens his family, and he says, "If you kill this person right here, then I will." let your family be the chosen one and it was really interesting to me when he was when the reporter was talking he was like 95 percent. when he said 95 percent of the earth of the human population is still on earth i was like wait a second 95 <laughs> that's what i, I said no only 95 that's a lot but sullivan is on this whole rampage about how he he's like we can tell your character from your dna and i was like i don't think that's correct science but okay you know when he said um um, he was like just so that the people in new eden are mostly rich really has nothing to do with it i was like sir it has everything to do with it 
because they have the resources in order to make them, I guess, better or whatever that qualify for your new place. Right. He was like, it doesn't matter that they're all rich. Yes, sir. It has everything to do with it. <laughs> and also they were all white. I was like, that's racism. Oh, yeah. There was not one person yes. of color on UTS. Not, not one. <laughs> so he goes on this whole rant about how, um, you know, our new world, we're not going to let filth in it. We're not going to let bugs, we're not going to let, you know, people like you into it. And, you know, he basically tells this guy to shoot the person. The guy shoots the person. He's like, look, this is your true nature. It's like, you just threatened his family. Anyway. <laughs> right. And then stabs him in the knife. It stabs him in the chest with a knife. And I was thinking to myself, does he need another heart? Because he looks like he's dying. All these black veins in his face. Like, yeah. he just kills him. And then we go back to the factory. And the Black Foxes and our team have decided to work together because Captain Zhang had read the manual that um, Dorothy had when they found her. And in that manual, it basically explains that, whew, I'm going to get some of the lore for this wrong, so y'all help me. So basically, Dorothy was sick. And her dad is a um, aerospace biological engineer. I don't know. He's a doctor. <laughs> He's a doctor and a scientist. And so he injected his daughter with these nanobots. And these nanobots basically infuse with Dorothy's nervous system. And they made her better. Yeah, that's what I got too. (laughs) And so now Dorothy can talk to other nanobots. And because all the food that they have and all of the... um, stuff that they have have nanobots in them she can help plants grow i yep. think that's yep okay that's cool. pretty okay. much what i got from that whole explanation <laughs> right and so they basically tell the black foxes that dorothy is not a hydrogen bomb she's not even a robot she's human she has to poop and pee and so <laughs> she's human and so we can't so what they're planning to do is they need to kill her to make UTS and the miracle of getting a new planet on Mars real, they have to kill Dorothy. So that's why UTS is after them. We go back to Sullivan, who figures out that our team of space sweepers is the one who has Dorothy. We kind of give backgrounds for everybody. I don't specifically remember Captain John's background, but she was in a vigilante group that wanted to kill Sullivan. I think. Uh, Yeah, she tried um, to assassinate him. Yeah. Yeah, she tried to assassinate him, but she escaped. And then Park Shi was a drug lord on Earth. And if he goes back to Earth, they're going to arrest him. But I guess he's changed his ways. And then Bubs was a war robot. And then we already know about Teho. And so they arranged another meeting. Well, here's the thing. Sullivan tells the police to go ahead and capture Dorothy. Bring the crew, uh, bring the crew and them back from the factory so they go there they escape they are barely escape i don't know how captain john is the captain of her ship but she can't drive her damn ship i was like <laughs> right i'm like what exactly qualified her to well she probably i don't know i really don't know <laughs> maybe I she don't know ship. yeah or she has stake in the ship more than everybody else is oh captain. didn't they say she was like um, a master inventor so i guess it's she may have um Remod- built the ship from or built the ship and remodified stuff and yeah I don't remember I don't I watched the movie last night and I don't remember <laughs> so bad 
<laughs> but um, so basically, the police come to try and get Dorothy again. The Black Foxes escape. We escape because we have a meeting with Hyunwoo, who is Dorothy's dad, at the place where Taeho lost Suni. But they're supposed to meet him there. They're supposed to get the money and make another deal with it. And so, um, everybody, this scene, there was a lot going on in this fight scene. Um, the police were way too overpowered. <laughs> like, they were in them, like, they were, like, in robot suits. I don't know if they were human or robots, but Teho seemed to be human in a suit. I don't know. But um, they escape by the hair of their neck, and we go to make this deal. The Black Foxes got there first. And they um, secured um, Dorothy's dad. We get there. And, of course, Sullivan and his crew show up. Because they just haven't know everything. Um, they kill everybody. They kill the Black Foxes. They kill Dorothy's dad. They take Dorothy. They damn near kill all of the crew. But... Uh, of course, Sullivan goes into a whole nother rant about, um, you know, he, the human personalities and how we're, y'all are all just animals and all this other bullshit because he drops $400 million, $4 million was, in front of Teo. He was giving me- And Teo takes the money. He was giving me very much projecting his own insecurities. Like- Oh like, my God. Yeah. The way he was like- Can we say- he was like the way you'll never be as good as you think you are, and that, and it comes down to what he, I was like, sir, are we talking about who are we talking about here? Because I feel like we're talking about ourselves. <laughs> who, who is who is we? Who is you? Are, what are we? What are we directing this anger towards? Yeah, he's very much like, like when he does his speeches about humanity and what he thinks is best. I'm like, sir, you're this holier than thou mentality is just you're you're trash. <laughs> like, why are you acting better than people when you're trash? Right. You wanted to, we'll get there in a minute, but basically they have to, the hydrogen bomb thing is that once the hydrogen bomb, which is in the factory explodes, it falls to earth and destroys earth like the big bang did to the dinosaurs. And that's 5 billion people that they say. Yeah. Like 5 billion lives. And he was like, we can throw 5 billion lives in the trash for our new Mars. I I swear Thanos, Thanos killed less people. When he did real snap and half of them, I grew less were killed. Wait, you're literally right, though, because isn't Earth's population... I mean, yeah, Earth's population is like 7 billion, right? And so if you kill 5 billion people, that's way more than half. Exactly. (laughs) way more than half. Who is the bigger villain, Thanos or Sullivan? I think (laughs) Sullivan wins. Sullivan wins. Um, So... Tail takes the money, the crew wakes up, they're just like, we have to go get Dorothy. She's like, you gotta do what you gotta do, but we have to go get Dorothy. Teho goes back to Earth to the 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 body recovery people, pays four hundred thousand dollars. That is mm-hmm. so much that's so much money. <laughs> but this movie was definitely a reflection of capitalism. Cause like if this happens a lot, if people bodies just get ejected into space you think they'd make it more affordable but no it's four hundred thousand dollars right it, this the themes of capitalism are definitely and also sullivan reminded me of the guy from snowpiercer who sits in that front of yes. the train so i was like yes. yeah very much talking Wanna about play god 
but don't want to. Yeah. What is it called? Oh, yeah. uh, Universal Parallels or whatever. Yes. The right. Dream film. Right. So yeah. So Teho does, you know, get the 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 crew to go. F- There's like, oh, we could find your daughter within a day for four hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they um. So, but he he you know changes his mind. He goes back to the crew. It's like we gotta go get Dorothy. And so, of course, Sullivan, uh, fucking psychopath, says to his people that um, don't kill the spaceship victory people until we blow up the factory, Dorothy, and all the people on Earth. I want them to watch all their people die before you kill them. And how did you get to be in UTS again, sir? <laughs> And then when he steps on a little thing and becomes large, like the huge, what is it called? Like holographic. Yeah. So giving me very much God energy on his place. Right. He calls New Eden yeah. in his wide clothes and bigger than everything else. I was like, oh, wow. Okay. I was like, also, why is everybody in UTS wearing white? This giving me very cult. <laughs> giving me very yeah. cult. Very much. Oh, only 5% the, it's of the population like... is there. Sorry, Nia. <laughs> right? Yeah, they're like a bunch of elitists. Right. It's yeah, garbage. That, so that whole scene, I was course, like, "Take him out! Oh, yeah. <laughs> Get him out of here! <laughs> he needs to die." And so, so the crew um, goes back to the factory. They're trying to save Dorothy. Of course, they have to fight the police. I really did think Park She was gonna die when he had it out with that little female Fair. cop or whatever. I was yeah, like, "Oh, he's too. not gonna make it out of this." Oh, I don't think she was just a regular cop though. Wasn't she like part machine? She, yeah, she looked know. like she was at least. I guess she's part of Android or whatever. But they've got Dorothy uh, tied to a chair. The hydrogen bomb is um, revving up. They realize that if they can get Dorothy 4,600 something, 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 something kilometers away, kilowaves away, that she'll be safe. So um, they uh, defeat the half human android humanoid cop woman whatever she was (laughs) they defeat her and the crew decides they have to um they need help because of course nine 98 police um space vehicles are after them and they're still in this broke down ass spaceship i don't know why they couldn't change to a new spaceship (laughs) if y'all were at the factory (laughs) But I guess we're still going to use the broken victory um, to, you know, hype up the anxiety of the, the plot. And so they call out to the other space sweepers um, because they had their emergency channel open. They heard everybody on the space sweepers channel heard Sullivan's garbage speech. Yeah. Which I thought was genius because great. They heard yeah, Sullivan's that was garbage great. speech. Yeah, that was really great. They had Sir Sullivan's garbage speech. Um, so the space sweepers are like, all right, we got to help them. We got to save Dorothy. We got to do this. All of our family are on Earth. We can't just let a hydrogen bomb delete us. And so basically the crew gets Dorothy into the ship. The space sweepers help them out of the factory. And they are their whole point is to get this like 5,000 um, space miles away so that the hydrogen bomb does not affect Dorothy. They're doing this. Of course, the ship almost crashes back into Earth. Teho, when he made that decision, and he was just like, 
when he said to Park Shi, I said, I need you to have her fixed by the time we come up. I was like, what is he talking about? This man nosedived. <laughs> nosedived. Straight towards Earth. I was like, was oh, hoping. atmosphere. I Oh, no. Um, I Sorry to interrupt, but I have to say, no. I really enjoyed the ship scenes. Mm-hmm. Like, those were really well filmed and like they had me on the edge of my seat and like they weren't like overly what do you call it like in a lot of other space movies they'll be very relaxing like like in this one you could see like Song Joon Gi's character he tail was sweating like people yes, like everyone yeah. was like very much doing things <laughs> like it wasn't it was very high stress yeah yeah I appreciate the movie for not trying to be pretty you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like yeah, all yeah. Space movies are very like prompt and pretty, and everything's pristine because it's the future. Like it was very gritty, very dirty, and like very like showing you the the the, the differences between the people living in these worlds, which I appreciate. Because Song Joon Ki has always played like a pretty boy, so also yeah. for him to take this role and make it work was also really good. Like yeah, his to role me, this is his best his role. Look. Yeah, this role had nothing to do with his looks, nothing to do with him like being like the most handsome person in the world. It was just all about a father basically trying to find his child, and so mm-hmm. that was really cool. And so, um, after Tehu Teho takes his ridiculous nosedive into Earth, um, Park she fixes the ship just in time. We pull her back up. All the missiles blow up, but they still got like nineteen different ships after them. Um, but the space sweepers help them escape. But of course, Sullivan has gone completely rogue, um, and he's turned like black, gray, like the color black. Like I don't know why he, what he was sick with. They didn't explain nothing, none of that. He just turn into like not a super saiyan he turned into a goddamn dementor <laughs> when he was mad <laughs> yeah <laughs> like and the thing is like i guess i wish they would have explained like how he's even alive after this long and like what that did to his body because he fully went right demon right they did show like a scan of his body that there's like mechanics in him but he's still yeah. mostly human but also i'll get to the age thing in a minute because they didn't even re- really explain age to us until the very end when they were talking about the other members when they were talking about their profiles because Teho is like 90 and Captain John is like 72 I did not catch that at all I didn't either they're like 90 and 72 and 60 I was like what (laughs) wait are you serious because I thought he he got Suni when she was he said he was 20 yeah yeah they said that in the movie that he specifically was 20 years old Right. Well, I didn't. Well, I don't know. But like, isn't there that whole that whole concept of like when people are are in space, they don't age as fast as they do like on Earth and whatnot. Like that's like a uh like I don't know how to explain it. It's like common knowledge, like a common theory or conspiracy that like people just know. So I maybe that has something to do with it, but I'm not even sure. Yeah, I might be wrong, but I could have swore they said Captain John was like 72 or 90 or some shit. I feel like my whole life has been a lie. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, like, when they said Sullivan was 152, I was expecting to see an old man. He looked 40. Right. So, I, they, as much great world building that they did, they didn't spend enough of these two hours explaining the world to us. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess even they, when they were given the background of people, it was, like, a little, like, two three minute portion where they just literally just said what these people were before they didn't really yeah it's sort of showing yeah. us yeah, yeah. And, and i would have loved to 
Oh, go ahead, Nia. Oh, no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I would have loved to have seen Captain John's, like, history. She was a vigilante. She almost killed Sullivan. She a badass bitch. Wait, I want to know more about her. But they were just like, oh, she was this. Oh, she was that. Now we're done. I'm like. Yeah. yeah. And related to that, I don't, I didn't like how they did that at the end of the movie. Like, we were yeah. learning about who these people were, like, three-fourths of the way done. So it's like, I wish that, that we could have known before the big climax. Um yeah just to like get to know them more and feel more attached to them because that was like a quick exposition and nothing else. <laughs> yeah. They didn't, I don't, I think they were very invested in wanting to show off like the CGI, the world and not the people in it. And even as much. Right. As, yeah. So they missed a big part of world building is that, that you have to explain your people in the world. You can't just make the world and place people in it. And just tell us stuff about them. Because I feel like I would have... I had a connection to the characters, but I feel like it would have been deeper if we were given more time with the characters. Because even, yeah. like, Park She was supposed to be a mafia drug lord, but he was, like, really sweet to Dorothy. And I'm like, did yeah. he have kids? Like, like he was the first was he... one to to want to, like, keep her. <laughs> he was, like... Right. He was trying to convince them that she should stay, like... Right, um, right, right. Honestly, I feel like like back to what we've always said when we do these movie reviews like i feel like this would have been a really good series like this would have oh, been yeah. a great drama a good six episodes yeah it would have that would have been cool to see like imagine if it was a drama because that would have started like a whole trend in my opinion like probably like, yeah. a lot of like space stuff going on and whatnot in south korea dramas after that came out but oh we'll my see. god i would like spending an hour just to get to know Teho yeah that would have been that cool. would have been great that would have been great all right so we're running from the hydrogen bomb um with sullivan sullivan is on this like spider like monkey like spaceship that has like arms and legs on it he's looking for dorothy in the spaceship and we finally reach the safe zone the ship is dead the ship is no longer working she's just uh and and so they like saying their goodbye saying thank you and we realize i did like the plot twist because i didn't think about it we realized that they had took the hydrogen bomb with them and that dorothy was still at the factory that was so great that was Mm -hmm. really good because i didn't even think about that because the way that the bomb like even when they showed us the bomb, I didn't. It didn't look like something that you could take with you, yeah. Because it was installed into the factory. So I'm thinking, because at, at first I was like, even I had the 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 slight thought that came across my mind. Well, if they could just move the factory away from Earth, then they won't blow up. But I'm like, how are you going to move a fucking space station, Victoria? <laughs> Y'all got like ten minutes. <laughs> but yeah, so they, so basically, Sullivan had followed them, and they basically were to sacrifice their lives for, you know, the good of earth and humanity and Dorothy and all of that. And I was like, Oh damn, they're going to die. Then I looked at the time yeah. code and I was like, Oh shit, wait a second. They're going <laughs> to die. And yeah, then Tori, I checked the time thing. then too. I was like, Hmm? Wait, what? I was <laughs> wait, like, not another Korean movie red where thing. this little red shit. We're so what they cast- don't tell you, I completely missed a part of this plot, but earlier in the story when they were running from Sullivan and his people, they mentioned this thing. They had mentioned the nanobots before, but it's this strain of nanobots called Lothargians, Lithuanian, whatever they were. 
this specific strain of nanobots that would eat your spaceship, right? And mm-hmm. so when they they th- drove through a cloud of these nanobots, and we thought everybody was going to die then. This is halfway through the movie. And, but Dorothy talked, I guess, the nanobots and her communicated with the nanobots outside, and they left. And so what happens is when they were, um, when the hydrogen bomb blew up, Dorothy had talked to the nanobots, even from a very completely ridiculously far distance, to cover the ship, and she saved the entire crew. And I was like, Dorothy! I was screaming. I was like, I wasn't even thinking about that either. Like, because I was damn for sure they were dead. But then you look at the timestamp, and you're like, wait a second, we got a little bit too much of this movie left. (laughs) (laughs) So... Our heroes survive in the end. They become a new family. Bubs um, gets a new skin graft. They uh, basically end up raising Dorothy. They have it's this so scene. cute. It really that is. Was they cute. have this scene though that was kind of was supposed to be touching, but couldn't was not touching as it should have been because they didn't explain anything to us. So what happens is that they put Teho and they put Dorothy in these seats and they explained that Dorothy they found um Suni's body and they explained that Dorothy can talk to the nanobots around Suni's body and become a medium for Teho and his daughter but I don't understand if she's been dead for two years how is that possible yeah I didn't get that either I I was like wait I thought at first I thought they found her body and she was still alive and I was like oh so Dorothy's gonna tell you where she is but then I realized oh wait she's dead and but then I was like how are y'all talking like it's it's yeah so basically it goes into the last moments of Suni's life when they were at the bar and she was trying to show her father that she had written out the song that he wrote for her and Teho and Suni have this moment and then they pronounce that Suni's body has left orbit or I guess they're pronouncing her officially dead so we couldn't get her body? I don't know what that was. It's it kind of like they were mixing sci-fi and supernatural at that point. Yeah. And it wasn't clear on what was supposed to be happening. Yeah, so I was they very, do that. Very confused. It was very confusing. They do that, um, but Dorothy becomes, you know, she has this family now. Um, she goes to, down to Earth sometime to build trees, and basically Earth is saved because Dorothy knows how to grow trees for them now. And the movie just kind of ends, and it's, it ends on a very cute note. It's a very cute ending. Um, but yeah, that was Space Sweepers. I thought it, was, it ended uh, pretty well, you know? I was like, oh, yeah. it's a feel-good ending. It was a really feel-good ending. I think that... Yeah, we talk about this all the time, but this really should have been like a six episode series. See, this we is what really I think. could have got. I think that considering this was Korea's, I'm assuming, first, um, from what we hear, first space movie, I almost think that it being, there being faults in the movie is like acceptable only because it's like, okay, well, we're going to do a, our first space movie, so we're just going to be like, like, we're just going to be like, um, uh action based and have have it be that you're just paying attention like there's not going to be as much world building only because this is the first one 
it's not like other Korean films in which they've done so many to the point is like, well, you need to just get better at this if it was like a bad one. So it's almost like, I feel like, yeah, the points mm-hmm. were, besides the daughter part, the daughter part was really confusing to me. They needed to explain that a little bit more. But everything else, I almost found mm-hmm. it. I was like, you know, considering this is your first film, I'm okay with it. Yeah, there are parts that are confusing, but I can deal with it because this is your first space movie. And obviously, it would, it's always going to be better as a show because there's more time to put into. Um, See, for me, like, because it was a space movie and there are so many of these kind of movies out uh-huh. there like that, it didn't really let me give, like, leeway to them for that because there's so many examples for them to take off of. But yeah. if it were a space drama, which that that's very rare then i would have been like oh okay mm-hmm. like this is the first space k drama of course they're not going to be able to like smooth everything out or whatever mm-hmm. but like i agree with what y'all said definitely like if it was like a six episode series i feel like it would have did really really well especially if it was one where they released it like weekly instead of all at one time but yeah so um i i definitely kind of agree with it decoria that space sleepers definitely had a enough examples mm-hmm. to where they could have explained more um but i don't know maybe somebody will see that space sweepers did good and give us a space k drama that's what i was thinking the whole time i was watching because i'm like because they did this i really feel like they're gonna start putting more like space elements in k drama like that'll be like the next trend like i hope it is because that'll be really cool to see isn't there another right. space movie coming out a tory with gongyu kyungsu in it right yes. there's another one with- yeah Bedona, but it's like more of our, our time space movie and not Oh, um, like an interstellar or something yeah. like that? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. I think it's, like, about astronauts, actually, and not about, like, space sweepers. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. But here's, here's my quarrel with the Korean entertainment industry, is that they're, they, it's, like, a hit or miss on a lot of things. But they're really not that great at world building. I feel like the only mm-hmm. drama that's been really good at world building so far is Kingdom. And that's because we had 12 episodes to really get it. We had yeah. six, We spent the whole first season just talking about the world. Yeah. <laughs> and so even true. with other dramas where it's like they try to do like mermaids or any other type of fantasy stuff, the, to a point, the world stops making sense. The only other one that I could think of that made sense was Goblin. And that's because they were also using Korean folklore, which really made sense to me. But I feel like when they try yeah. to reach into like just typical mythical creature folklore or fantasy or anything like that, they focus more on the romance than the, the sci-fi supernatural fantasy aspect. And so halfway through the yeah. series, you forget that, oh, homegirl's a mermaid. Or like, dude is the god of water. Like, it's it's crazy. So, I mean, as pretty as Space Sweepers was, I just really wish they would have gave us more time to get to know the characters and things like that. And I'm yeah. hoping that as we're in this panini press that um, <laughs> <laughs> people will take some time and just kind of like dig deep into like, because I feel like there's so much potential, especially in Korean folklore, to make great fantasy series. But like, like hopefully with Joseon Exorcist, which is the new like supernatural drama that's coming out on SBS. Um, I hoping that that would be really good, but I'm also seeing the fact that they have people from the Catholic church in there. And I'm like, we couldn't have had a, a, a exorcist movie without Catholicism. <laughs> Cause there's definitely like 
practices of spirituality and spirits and exercising spirits in Korean religion. Like, yeah. Um, like, what was the movie we watched? The Wailing was all yeah. about that. Right. Oh, yeah. Right, right, right. Shamanism. So and, I'm hoping like, that the. I, I don't know. I feel like for a long time, what we were doing in K drama world was that we were picking stories that had were from webtoons, and that has yeah panned out somewhat. Like we got Kingdom, we got Sweet Home, um, we got some other good projects, but a lot of the a lot of the webtoon picks tend to be romance. There is another one that's coming out called Island, starring Homeboy, who was in what's it call it, the priest. <laughs> drama nam oh nam- wait is it nam- the guest no it's the 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 fiery priest the one that Mary oh, watched okay, oh okay yeah got you nam il nam what is his name i know who you're talking about yeah it's him it's soyeji it's changwu and it's a webtoon yes um it's a webtoon uh kim nam gil that is his name it's a webtoon that I actually started reading, and it's about demons on Jeju Island. Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah, it's it's called Island. It's supposed to have two seasons, ten episodes each. Um, it's Shoyoji, So Yeji, Kim Namgil, Im Shiwan, and Chan Wu, and it's basically about the daughter of a huge um conglomerate group who goes to uh, Jeju Island and realizes that. The, there's just evil demons around here who are killing people so <laughs> there's that it's gonna be an ocn so i'm excited for that but um i don't know i give uh space sweepers a good 8.5 out of 10 yeah i did the same I like it was a decent 5. movie yeah yeah i gave it a nine because i just i enjoyed the ending i didn't want a sad ending and they didn't give me a sad ending so <laughs> i gave it an extra half point for it <laughs> but um yeah i mean it was very like it's like decoria said before earlier like it, it's typical but i also just like the fact that it took a risk <laughs> like like mm-hmm. we haven't like i've never seen a korean movie like this before and mm-hmm. so i'm hoping this is a stepping stone in the right direction and it also made me see um song Gi in a way different light like i that, that man i kind of I never, he was never on my list. And I'm not trying to say never. I didn't like him or anything. It's just like I just his material. Yeah. Like a lot of his dramas in movies that he was in just didn't attack, like didn't um, mesh yeah. with me. But this mm. was the first role. I was like, wow, he's likable. Oh, wow. He's a good character. Oh, I'm, I'm liking what we're, what we're seeing. So I, I hope this is a stepping stone for a new trend in the future. Yeah. yeah. I gave it like a six or a seven. And the reason why is what because of what I kept saying, like I've seen this movie like twenty times, like yeah. in other movies. But like to like reiterate what Tori said earlier about like webtoons being made into dramas, I kind of noticed that like all the romance webtoons, those get made into K dramas, and then the ones that aren't really romance get made into like anime. So yeah. hopefully they start taking the ones that aren't romance and making them into dramas instead of just making them anime all the time. Yeah, I'm hoping As that um, um, also that we'll just get an influx of original scripts. Like, I feel oh, like Korea yeah. is relying on already created material to make all their TV shows now. And it makes me sad. It makes me real sad. 
because I'm like, there has to be somebody with a great original idea out there that could get made, or or maybe they just don't want to have to rely on that because not a lot of screenwriters are doing enough world building. I don't know what that is, especially with like the fantasy sci-fi series. So, but yeah, um, Miriam, did you mention your rating? Yeah, I said eight point five. Yeah. I definitely, I really wanted to learn more about Kim Teddy's character, and like Bubs was a war robot. So like, what war was was he fighting on? What wars did we have from two thousand twenty one to two thousand ninety two? Like, right. Yeah, and it it's a missed opportunity. Backstory. Yeah, yeah, we just really want context. a backstory. It's a missed opportunity, but um, we're hopeful for the future. Um, if you enjoyed watching space sweepers let us know um what your do you agree with our opinion do you disagree with our opinion let us know on our twitter at c-o-m-m-n-t-d you can also find us at tiktok at um commented podcast and on youtube where we're going to be uploading um um highlight clips um some fun footage and um old episodes until next time i'm tori i'm Marin. i'm nia i'm decoria Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.